Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is indeed the broadcast for January the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And of course, it's the kind of revolution that Ron Paul talks about. Ron Paul literally talks about a revolution. But when Ron Paul's talking about it, it's a peaceful revolution of ideas, of thoughts, and more. All right, welcome to the broadcast. We've got a lot of hard-hitting material for you today. Uh, first off, a bunch of news headlines from me, first hour. Second hour, of course, we simulcast with Brighty on TV, the Sheriff Mac show, so get ready for that. Uh, and we are on Brighty on radio, though. We'd like to great, graciously thank them for all their support and involvement uh, in all that we do. So a kudos to them. And uh, so it all starts now. We had our guest on yesterday, Mr. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job. We also talked about the Supreme Court blocks Biden's vaccine mandate for private businesses, the Epic Times. And that's a story that we've talked about before, so it's not fresh. It was last week, really. But we wanted to highlight that it was a 6-3 decision in favor. Blocking the vaccine vote for businesses, that's wonderful news. But the flip side, 5-4 decision. To allow the mandate for health care workers, shame on the courts, shame on the, quote, conservative judges uh, for their crossing the Rubicon with the liberals and selling us out on this. Let me explain what I mean. See what government money does to correct the, corrupt the system? If the health care industry was not dependent on the government in the first place, then you know what? They wouldn't have such an influence on the health care industry. So uh, here's the example to make the point. The danger in the court's opinion, ladies and gentlemen, is that Congress might unconstitutionally give the mandate for the vaccine, okay? And if they do that, then the, well, then the Supreme Court would rule it's okay. So just imagine if Congress gives OSHA the ability to, uh, you know, regulate vaccines then the courts would say well it's okay because congress said so no that's not okay congress doesn't have authority in this realm in fact osha is unconstitutional so the bottom line is folks we've got to be very careful here we've allowed money to kind of grease the wheels the court said well because osha's never been given that authority we're not doing it but if congress gave osha authority then the courts have backed that authority that's a big problem it means the court's unhinged it means the court's not able to independently think Congress cannot do whatever they want to do, folks. I know they're the lawmaking body, branch of government. I get it. But that doesn't mean they have carte blanche authority to do whatever they want to. It isn't true. Remember that, folks. 
who will save you from this insane tyranny? Only you have the power to save yourselves, writes Gary D. Barnett in a great column that we covered with Lil Nelson. We also told the story of Abraham Clark, signer of the Declaration of Independence. The cause of independence is bigger and more important than any one man or any two man men. When I signed the Declaration of Independence, I pledged my sacred honor. That, sir, is not for sale, even if it relates to one or both of my sons. Even to the expense of my two eldest sons, he says. The Clarks paid a dear price for liberty. Sarah was a tough woman. She was there right along with her husband, Abraham. What price are you willing to pay for liberty, ladies and gentlemen, is the question. Huh? What price are you willing to pay? We talked about this in detail. Would you die for the sacred cause of liberty? Are you willing to live for the sacred cause of liberty? That's really the point, isn't it? We need a revolution, says Ron Paul. But he's not talking about a forceful, violent revolution. He's talking about a revolution of ideas, a peaceful revolution of ideas and education, a change in our understanding of the proper role of government, and then insisting on the checks and balances to make it so. I don't call that revolution. I know what he's saying, but I call that restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We also talked about H.R. 5746. Freedom to vote would be a loss of freedom, writes John Burton Society in an email. They really highlight that. Vote against, push against, tell your congressmen and senators to go against that bill, please. But in contrast, we talked about securevoteutah.org. We hope to inspire citizens in other states to take responsibility for election integrity, ladies and gentlemen. Eliminate chain of custody issues. Eliminate computers and other electronic counting machines. Let's use methods, ladies and gentlemen, that ensure fair elections and increase voter confidence in the election process. Please, please. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Hour two, we had our guest on Dr. Scott Bradley to preserve the nation is lifelong goal and collegiate series to match. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. And we talked about winter storm pushes north after bringing snow to the southeast. We talked about empty shelves and one million without power. When will we turn to God is my question on the whole topic. When are we going to realize, folks? When are we going to get a clue? God loves us, but he punishes us. Uh, he chastises us to stir us up in remembrance of our God, to help us remember him so that worse things don't come down the pike at us. Look, actions have consequences. Turning your back on God and his commandments, disaster. Martin Luther King Day is a federal holiday held on the third Monday of January, and it supposedly celebrates the life and achievement of King Jr., right? They call him, him an influential civil rights leader. I think the guy was a thug. Shame on MLK Day, ladies and gentlemen. Evidence of King's communism and his communist ties and communist connections, along with his adulterous behavior, ladies and gentlemen, clearly contradicted his stance as a minister of God in preaching virtue in public life. I mean, I appreciate some of the things that he said, but it doesn't square with his actions and who he was as a human being. 
One can understand the Democratic Party possibly honoring Martin Luther King, which isn't even his real name. Why are conservatives and Republicans honoring Michael? Why have taxpayers and citizens been forced to pay homage to him, huh? Nevertheless, nevertheless, the man of the myth persists, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Why do we keep upholding King? He doesn't represent who we are. He talked about the content of the character. Wow. His character left something to be desired. That's for sure. What about the truth on that? Where's the Me Too movement to say Martin Luther King raped a woman and was involved in all kinds of orgies and other mm, less than godly behavior? Should I, should I be polite and say it that way, huh? All right, so where, where's the Me Too movement when it comes to Martin Luther and Bill Clinton? Huh? Jeffrey Epstein, by the way, visited the White House in Bill Clinton's first term, brought numerous women with him, writes Ryan Saavedra. The Daily Mail unearthed logs showing that, hey, Epstein went to the White House 17 times in the first term alone, bringing women with him and everything else to the White House. To the Oval Office, if you will. What's up with all that? Will Hillary run again in 24, you might ask? Some are saying, yes, indeed, she will. It's the epic Hillary comeback. Time will tell if that's the reality. I know a lot of people might laugh and go, are you kidding me? That old lady can't do anything. Uh Don't underestimate the Clintons, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Clinton's presidential candidacy was on the ropes in 60 minutes. Literally launched him into the White House. The mainstream power of the press is beyond imagination. The CIA-driven media has real power, folks. Don't underestimate them. Are the government and the media literally engaging in psychological warfare? Psychological warfare, ladies and gentlemen, is the use of propaganda, threats, and other psychological techniques to mislead, intimidate, demoralize, and otherwise change the thinking and thus the behavior of their opponents. Forget COVID, ladies and gentlemen. They say here's the cause. They're the leading cause of death worldwide. Once again, it's the legalized murder, abortion, killing of the most vulnerable among us. Bob Unra, WND.com. The leading cause of death worldwide in 2021 is abortion, sadly, for the third year in a row. 42% of all deaths. Intentional murder disguised as abortion. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to respond to that, really. It's so criminal. It's so evil. It's so hostile. It's so hate-filled. I don't even know how to talk about it without wanting to just tear up over it. It's absolutely insanity what we do uh, in the name of a woman's choice to choose. Well, she chose to be involved in the act that creates pregnancy called procreation, a God-ordained act designed for a man and a woman one man and woman to create children to bring them to the earth and we mock it with our engaging when we ought not according to god's laws and then when things go wrong we want to murder the results of that ill-advised action in the first place in most cases wow shame on us 42 percent of all deaths 40 plus million murders a year worldwide oh heaven help us Liberty Roundtable Live continues on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tear-filled tales of truth come your way. Are you ready? Yeah, Ashley Babbitt. Do you remember who she is, ladies and gentlemen? That's the former female veteran that was at the U.S. Capitol January 6th, 2021, right? She literally was climbing through a window, and they literally shot her, murdered her in cold blood. If the 42-plus percent of the world's deaths are abortion that's not enough mayhem and killing well then you kill ashley babbitt and they say oh man she was out of control she was coming in the window the cops were fearing for their lives well they lie 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 and video evidence proves it headline ashley babbitt tried to stop attack on capitol speaker's lobby video now shows Female shows video video of Trump female supporters, including Ashley Babbitt, and their desperate pleas for rioters to do not, please don't, 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 don't break windows, stop, stop, no, don't, please wait. Article by Joseph M. Hanman. Epic Times, ladies and gentlemen, the Epic Times. Ashley Babbitt desperately tried to prevent rioters from vandalizing the doors leading to the Speaker's lobby to the U.S. Capitol on January the 6th, 2021, even stepping between the troublemakers, stepping between one troublemaker and police officers guarding the doors, a video analysis shows. They say frame-by-frame frame video evidence analyzed by the Epic Times paints a vastly different picture of Babbitt's actions than that portrayed in media accounts over the last year. The news regularly 
painted Babbitt as violent, a rioter, or an insurrectionist who was angrily trying to breach the Speaker's lobby. Lies. Video clips actually appear to show that she tried to prevent the attack, not join it. Video shot by John Sullivan, he's also known as Jade Next, by the way, shows that Babbitt actually tried to stop the violence against the Speaker's lobby at least four times before she climbed into a broken window and was shot by U.S. Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd. At one point, she was so distressed at the violence, she was jumping up and down in frustration. The reality of it is, Ashley was not a violent person. She was a good person, but they've demonized her to become this, quote, domestic terrorist that she never has been and never really was. Taylor Hansen, he's an independent journalist that was literally a few feet away from Ashley Babbitt when she was shot. He explained the details to the Epic Times. She served her country for 14 years. That's just insane to me that they can actually get away with this murder. Pushing this narrative, Hansen said. They've done that by suppressing firsthand witnesses like me, he continues. Hansen said that he was walking behind Ashley Babbitt on the second floor of the Capitol at about 2.40 p.m. She turned right down the speaker's lobby hallway, and so Hanson followed her. Trapped in the hallway, folks, is what happened. We didn't know anything about the building we were in. She turned the corner, and I just followed her. Hanson explains, a big group of people followed us after I followed Ashley. People just kind of emerged on the door. By that time, she was stuck in the corner. She was literally trapped there, Hanson explains. Babbitt served in the U.S. Air Force as a military police officer, was chatting with three officers from U.S. Capitol Police in the Metropolitan Police Department. And she had looks of shock over the vandalism that was taking place. Babbitt tried to stop rioters from breaking down the doors. She was shot just moments later, ladies and gentlemen. Jaden X with a YouTube video about it. About five minutes prior to her getting shot and killed, all of those officers, Officer Yetter and the other officers in the hall, they were all joking with her and laughing with her. Hanson said they were having conversations and joking. And laughing, then not even five minutes later, Michael Byrd comes and executes her. Byrd, B-Y-R-D, comes and executes her. Babbitt confronted writer Zachary Lamb, leaning in between him and one of the police officers, guarding the doors. And then, I guess this guy's name is Alam, turned away from Babbitt and punched a window to the side of the officer's head. Babbitt winces just before he strikes the window with his right hand. He later uses a helmet to smash the tempered glass. An audio analysis of the video taken in the hallway reveals that Babbitt shouted, 
Stop. No. Don't. Wait. Her husband, Aaron Babbitt, gives us the details. After repeatedly forcing myself to watch the murder of my wife, I have come to my own conclusions, Aaron Babbitt says, that Ashley came to a point of realization that she was in a very bad situation and the police weren't acting appropriately to what she was witnessing, Aaron Babbitt told the Epic Times. I know my wife very well. She's not destructive, Babbitt said. She was not there to hurt anyone. As the police officers moved away from the speaker's lobby doors, the U.S. Capitol Police Containment Emergency Response Team, CERT, if you will, was coming up the stairs, responding to a report that shots were fired. Standing adjacent to the departing officers, Babbitt peers around them at the men smashing the glass. Her expression is one of shock. She yells at the two rioters in fear for her life. She feared for her life, so she climbed to the broken window in hope to save her life, but Bird shot her before she even got more than partway into the window frame. The only way we will ever know why Ashley felt like the window was the only way out is if she had been detained by one of the countless police officers that abandoned their post in front of those doors, Babbitt said. That's her husband, Babbitt, right? That did not happen. She was murdered and robbed of the chance to tell her side of the story. Hanson and Sullivan, those are the two journalists that that were first-hand witnesses to what's going on, right? Said they did not hear any warnings from inside the speaker's lobby before the shot to kill Ashley Babbitt was fired. The protesters were extremely loud There were conflicting accounts from the cops on both sides of the barricaded door as to where warning instructions were given before Bird fired on on Babbitt. Sullivan was the first to notice Bird's service pistol pointed towards the window. He and Hanson both shouted warnings. I began yelling, hey, there's a gun. He's got a gun. But I could barely hear John Sullivan. He was right next to us because of the people were screaming and windows were breaking. It was so loud. Folks. Since there was a gun, I got on the ground, Hanson said. Because I didn't know what was going on. I figured I'm going to get as low as possible in case there's any ricochets, misfires, or anything like that. I had a Kevlar vest on which I always wear when I go on reports. We tried to warn people and they couldn't hear us. Everybody was screaming, Hanson explained. A lamb broke out the window beside or to the right of the double doors because he intended to use it to breach the speaker's lobby, Hanson said. The only reason he didn't climb through before Babbitt was his glasses got knocked down on his face and it stopped him. He stopped to readjust them. He was about to go through that window, Hanson said. It was his idea. He was the one shattering the glass. Babbitt said the situation shows how two people can look at the same video and reach completely different conclusions. It all comes down to which mental angle a person views it from. If they view Ashley Babbitt and they hate her, 
because they believe the lies, then that's all they're going to see, her being part of a mob. But if you love her, know her, and you realize that you watch her mind process things based on her reactions, then you realize that she noticed she was not in a friendly situation. Something was very wrong. The U.S., of course, cleared Bird without even interviewing him. The U.S. Department of Justice cleared Bird of criminal culpability in the shooting of Ashley Babbitt without even questioning him or ever taking a statement that explains his actions that day, according to investigative records and the Babbitt family attorney. What a shame, folks. Oh, my goodness. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Democrats continue to lay claims that opponents of their election federalization legislation, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, are rooted in racism, and there is somehow a portion of the population that still lacks a right to vote. Representative Joyce Beatty, chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, refers back to the Obama election to push her cause. They understand victory. They saw a black president elected because they voted. And they stood in line for five to seven hours to vote. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis. It is Orwellian doublespeak to invoke the concept of voting rights to mean ballot harvesting or prohibiting voter ID or having taxpayers fund elections. The Pew Research Center has reported two-thirds of registered American voters turned out in the 2020 general election, casting nearly 158.4 million ballots. USA Radio News. Get to Kohl's to save on beauty, essentials, and home. Take 20% off all beauty and fragrance during our Love Your Look beauty event. Pick up Nike hoodies for the family starting at $19.99. Save 50% on Carter's for Baby. And Sonoma Goods for Life bath towels are only $8.99. Plus, take an extra 20% off when you spend $100 or more. And get Kohl's cash. This weekend at Kohl's. Select styles offer valid September 20th through 23rd with promo code SAVINGS. Some exclusions apply. See store or close.com for details. At the American Veterinary Medical Association Annual Convention in Washington, D.C., I spoke with Dr. John Howe, AVMA president, about One Health. One Health is really a collaboration between physicians and veterinarians or public health officials. For example, in Minnesota, our state public health veterinarian deals with zoonotic diseases, rabies, for example. Animals are sentinels for humans, and humans are sentinels for some infections in animals. There's more valuable information at avma.org. As lawmakers get back to work, President Biden won't likely succeed in his push to overturn the filibuster in a move needed for Democrats' voting legislation and other partisan legislation to be passed. Republican Representative Bill Johnson from Ohio on Newsmax. Well, I, I certainly hope that it fails. Uh, you know, the, the states under the Constitution, uh, the state legislatures are the ones that have uh, the sole authority to manage our federal elections. That's the way our country has worked uh, since its founding. That's the way it should work now. Uh, I don't believe the president's going to be successful in getting Schumer to overturn the uh, the filibuster. And you know what's so interesting, Emma, is that uh, the Democrats used the filibuster over 300 times uh, in the last time that uh, that Democrats were in the minority. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. We are USA Radio News.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, live on your radio, hard-hitting talk. Where are you going to get these details, huh? The Epic Times doing a phenomenal job, I'm telling you right now. Ashley Babbitt tried to stop attack on Capitol Speaker's lobby, ladies and gentlemen, video shows. Video shows female Trump supporters desperate pleas to prevent rioters from breaking windows. Stop. No, don't. Wait, they say. Wow. What a sad, scary situation. Will we get to the bottom of this, ladies and gentlemen? They're supposed to be having an inquiry, right? The inquiry is supposed to get to the bottom of what really happened that day. Remember? Remember, they're going to stop at nothing to find the real perpetrators of these crimes and, and do something about it. Well, what about Ashley Babbitt then trying to promote peace, getting murdered? You could say, well, you know what? The cop in this case thought she was a rebel or whatever, and you know it was mayhem, and he made a mistake. That's fine. But let's not clear him of zero wrongdoing without even investigating what's going on. How do the cops leave right before this was to happen? It's almost as if it was by design. Every move in this thing seems like something's wrong. The U.S. Department of Justice cleared Bird of criminal culpability in the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt without ever even questioning him or taking a statement that explains his actions that day. And you could say, well, Sam, that's just according to investigative records and the Babbitt family attorney. Well, where else are we going to get the information, ladies and gentlemen? See, that's the problem with this. Where else are we going to get the information on this, huh? Serious, serious issues here. And um, it's so sad. It just makes you want to cry. This lady is literally a veteran. She serves her country 14 years. She comes back. She's at the Capitol. She's saying, hey, we want to look into the election fraud just like everybody else going. we got to do something and support Trump and look into this thing. And it goes all wrong. It just runs straight off the rails. And you have more and more and more accounts on this. What is going on, man? What on earth is happening to our country? It's gotten to where now veterans are getting killed by government. No one even looks into it. Ashley was the bad girl. Turns out not even close to the truth. But again, uh, you know what? Are we going to put people on the stand, sworn witnesses? How come we're ignoring these witnesses like these journalists that I just pointed to? The journalists that took the videos, the journalists that followed Ashley that were right there watching it all go down, the journalists and the witnesses that literally are doubling down and saying, look, these are the people that were committing the crimes. We even know who punched the window and broke the glass. It wasn't Ashley. Well, what's up with that person? Right? We're not even looking at the right people in this case, folks. You've got political prisoners all over the place that were really guilty of nothing. They just went into the Capitol to do the best they could and stuff like that, right? What the heck is going on, man? Right? And then remember, right after that event, right after the January 6th, I can't remember the exact date, but we had a lady on the radio named Vicky. Right? And Vicky told us about the Capitol and said that she wound up in the Capitol unintentionally. Right? And Vicky said, look, the violence that they're talking about, 
was only by the very few. And we tried to stop them. So Vicky's testimony that I got personally on your radio from a live person that was in the Capitol that day literally said, hey, there was a few people doing violence and the rest of us were trying to stop them from the violence. And that was the first witness that I had that literally firsthand told me what was going on. Her name is Vicky, okay? And that was literally days a, a day or two after. She was literally in her hotel room. She hadn't even really left yet. Uh, and she told us that story. So she said, look, we were there. There were bad guys amongst us. We believe they were Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter or whatever, but uh, they were they were trying to create violence and destruction. We were trying to stop them. Uh, she said, I got forced into the Capitol. They literally arrested me. They finally let me go. Da, 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 da. She explained the whole thing, right? Well, so then later... We get video. And other people told me, well, Sam, you know what? She might have just been in a spot where things were different on the other, you know, the Capitol's a big place. There was other other locations. But she said, no, 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 I'm convinced this was the real narrative that, you know what? There were violent people that were in the crowd, but most of us weren't. We were trying to stop it. That was her tale. That was her story from the very beginning. That was her witness, her testimony, whatever. Okay, and I believed her. Because it was so on the spot, and she was so, and she said, look, I kind of got hurt going in there. I kind of got beat up, too, a little bit. And, um, well, then it got worse, and we got more information. And then the evidence came back, hey, you've got these provocateurs. Uh, provocateurs from Revolver.News uh, showing who the provocateurs were. You've got Tower Man trying to make it act like he was peaceful. You've got Scaffold Man who was literally leading people forward and promoting this along with Ray Epps and others, and you got all these people in these videos and everything, all right? And the narrative from all the videos that we got about Ray Epps and everything else was there were agitators like Ray Epps. Ray Epps is literally on record saying, hey, I probably shouldn't say this. I'll get arrested. And somebody else's, several people are like, well, then don't say it, bro. Don't say it. Don't do it. He goes, I'm going to say it anyway. We need to breach the Capitol. And he goes, okay. But there again, you've got a few provocateurs, Ray Epps, and you've got a bunch of people around him going, Dude, stand down. Stop this. Don't do that stuff. What are you doing? No. Right? So now you've got video evidence literally there. Now you have this Ashley Babbitt story. Ashley Babbitt tried to stop attack on Capitol Speaker's lobby. And over four instances show the journalists documenting via video where she's saying, no, stop. Don't do it. You can see the horror on her face about what's happening and everything else. So now you've got literally the testimony that I put on the radio from Vicky literally a day after the event. And then you've got this all these videos of ramps and all these other provocateurs, and the people are trying to stop them. The people are going, no, don't do that. What are you doing? And then now you've got the Ashley Babbitt, even the person that got murdered, the only person that got murdered that day, the government was the only one doing the murdering. Isn't that always the case? Even in the Ammon Bundy situation, the only people that did any murdering was government. They murdered Lavoy Finnegan with cold blood. You could say, well, Lavoy was out of control. Ashley Babbitt was out of control. No, you can't. None of these officers were in a threatening situation in either case. The government is just out of control, trigger happy, crazy. The government is just absolutely off the rails, unhinged, crazy. They don't even look into when one of their cops literally kills her. Stop, no, don't wait, Ashley and others have been saying. Okay, that matches exactly what Vicky said, right? And when Ray Epps says we're going to breach the Capitol, people are like, no, bro, don't, no, don't even say that. We're not doing, okay? And then you even hear one guy going, what the F, over? 
kind of joking, going, what is this guy talking about and saying and doing? That's not what we're about. That's not who we are. That's not what we're doing. You see video where you got tower man and you got scaffold man up there above everybody else, right? And the scaffold man's agitating everybody and saying, move forward. We got to move into the Capitol. Come on, let's go. Everybody on the ground not realizing, thinking that's a security person legitimately for the Capitol, legitimately encouraging people to peacefully move forward. People are thinking that's what they should be doing, but it's wrong. Then you got this tower man that tries to step in and speak and tame the crowd down, going, hey, we're here to be peaceful. We're here to... And then all of a sudden, the scaffold man shoves tower man aside. It's like good cop, bad cop. It says, hey, move forward. We got to get this done. Ramps on the ground working with scaffold man directly. Buddies of theirs literally breaching the line. They joke and talk with police on one hand, but then they remove the barricades and the signage and everything else. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, between Revolver.News, the Epic Times and WorldNet Daily, we're starting to get a real picture. Here's the real picture on January 6th. Your government somehow literally breached the Capitol by force by a few agitator, well-placed individuals who knew what they were doing. Alpha males who understood crowd, I don't want to say control, (laughs) crowd manipulation, agitator status, provocateur extraordinaires, and they all worked together to breach the Capitol. And the poor innocent people got literally caught in the melee. There's There's video that denotes this. Now we get this truth on Ashley Babbitt, matches Vicky's testimony exactly Right? Folks, you, I'm just telling you right now, Vicky called it. We all tried to calm down these agitators. Now we see that in these videos. It's everywhere. You see an agenda being driven out. Now the government's got a bunch of innocent people in prison, people who were there caught up in the melee, but the real perpetrators of this crime are running around free. The only murder that happened on the event uh, was from a cop who's now running around free. Ashley is dead. The family attorney is very concerned of Ashley Babbitt. What the heck? This bird guy, this cop, he's all cleared. No harm, no foul to him. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's talk about this more. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. Vote Bundy.com. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Ladies and gentlemen, what evidence do I have? I've already given it to you. First-hand testimony from Vicki right after the event on January the 6th. Then more and more video coming out showing protesters trying to stop Ray Ray Epps and other people from literally going violent and breaching the Capitol. They were peaceful demonstrators. They weren't even protesters per se. Uh, And then now we get the Ashley Babbitt story just showing that she tried to be peaceful. She did everything she could to help the cops and stop these things. Why the cops couldn't assess the situation and communicate to one another who the good guys were and the bad guys, I don't know. But when three cops are right there, joking with Ashley Babbitt, and literally then a bad guy breaks a window and Ashley's trying to stop him, and then the cops just disappear, and then she gets shot. I don't know how much of this is by design, ladies and gentlemen, versus uh, mishaps due to confusion. and I don't know. But I know this. Why is it always the government shoots somebody? They claim we're violent, but they're the only ones killing people. And why every time if the government literally is uh, the good guys and trying to really stop this and the poor cops were overwhelmed by protesters, why didn't they take down scaffold guy, tower guy, Ray Epps, the people that were coordinating and, and breaching the Capitol before most people ever even got there? What's up with all that? What's up with the cops leaving so that Ashley Babbitt gets killed? What's up with the good guys that were there peacefully, all being in prison as political prisoners and the bad guys running around free? What's up with all that? Well, I'll give you the answer. Your government has gone criminal. Your government is rogue. Your government is out of control. Your government is so extreme now that even when something bad happens, they can't take responsibility. They lie and cover up. The cover-up got Nixon even more than the dishonest break-in in the first place to make the point. This is 40 years later, right? Well, longer than that, I guess, right? Okay. And, and you look at this and you go, why is this this way? Because that's what the government's design and intention is. I believe the government has literally declared war on the rest of us, folks. If you're a conservative, if you're Ashley Babbitt and you serve your country well, and you're heterosexual, and you're all the different categories. They don't like Christian, da 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 They are going to go after you. You say, Sam, why do you say such a thing? I'll tell you why. Because the Salt Lake City Tribune, the Salt Lake Tribune is one of the biggest newspapers in the state of Utah. Editorial board literally published an editorial on Saturday that called on the Utah governor to use the National Guard to prevent unvaccinated citizens from going anywhere. So again, if you're the unvaccinated citizen, (laughs) 
you're a nobody. You're a target. You're a domestic threat. And you can say, what? Yeah, well, that's what's going on, folks. You cannot deny it any longer. You say, Sam, it can't be that bad. Oh, yes, it can. From banning all of us on Twitter and Facebook and everything else, YouTube, shutting down anybody's um, financial wherewithal, to attacks on anybody who's not vaccinated, to murders of Ashley Babbitt and blaming that all the conservatives literally created an act of insurrection, all the way to calling parents terrorists who don't want perversion taught in their schools relating to sex and gender and who don't want critical race theory taught that every one of us is a racist. Every one of us that's white's a perpetrator and everyone that's not white is a victim and everything should be viewed through this racial lens, racial lens lie. It goes on and on. Well, it gets worse. Now there's a new attack on my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell. It's particularly vile, they say. Mike Lindell, it's called bank dumping, he says. My businesses, my charities, financial institutions says. Activist, entrepreneur, poses, reputation risk, WND.com with this piece. Again, every time you get the real news, it comes from the Epic Times, WND.com, the New American. You know, just a few newspapers doing a phenomenal job indeed. Revolver.news, all the new media folks or people that have been around on the Internet and who don't have big, you know, media mainstream war chests. They're all telling the truth on the news, and that's where we get it, folks. Mike Lindell says one of the nation's largest banks is moving to dump the nine businesses and charities that he has founded in the wake of my success or his success with my pillow. Yeah, they say he poses a reputation risk. What does that even mean? Think about that. They're dumping the nine businesses and charities, the nation's largest banks. Among them are his social media sites, frankspeech.com and lindell.tv. And the recovery network, it's called the Lindell Recovery Network that helps people overcome addictions. Anyway, he was on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast for this. Lindell has been banned by media or social media platforms and major retailers have stopped selling his products. Why? Because of his experts to expose vote fraud in the 2020 election through documentaries, symposiums, and other activism. Steve Bannon played a recording of a phone call between a top executive at Minnesota Bank and Trust and Lindell's uh, controller. The executive asked in the call why the bank and its subsidiary of Heartland Financial is associated with somebody who could be in the news. Not that the FBI is even sniffing and looking, but what if somebody came and said, you know what, we're going to subpoena all of his bank records, and then suddenly it makes the news. So it's more of a reputation risk, he said. Lindell, after his controller, that's a financial top expert accountant, right, informed him of the bank's intentions, tried to call CEO of the bank, Stephen Bishop, but was put on hold for an hour. He was put on hold again after calling back. They're telling us you need to leave our bank, Lindell told Bannon. They said they want Frank's speech gone in a week and the rest gone in 30 days. I said I'm not leaving, so you're going to have to throw me out of your bank. Lindell noted that such, quote, counseling or canceling 
hasn't worked out so well for Bed Bath & Beyond. They had to close 37 stores since they eliminated his products a year ago. See Lindell's interview with War Room. Anyway, there you have it. Okay, they're literally attacking us all, ladies and gentlemen. And it comes in several forms. It might be shoot you, like Lavoy Finnegan got murdered, like Ashley Babbitt got murdered. That's right. And then they might uh, deplatform you and destroy your financial wherewithal over the vaccines if you want to, you know, support the vaccine mandate, uh, or they'll shut you down because they don't like your speech. Doesn't matter if you're telling the truth. Doesn't matter who you are. You could be the president of the United States. You could be a lead senator. Doesn't matter. They don't care, right? They'll shut you down in an instant if they disagree with what you have to say. Ron Paul says, Facebook just locked me down for 90 days for speaking the truth. That's right. Sam, I once wrote that truce is treason in the empire of lies. Ever since Joe Biden took the presidency, big tech... Facebook, Twitter, Google, which owns YouTube, has unleashed a crackdown on any who dissent from the official government narrative, whether on health care, whether on the 2020 elections, or any other topic that the regime considers inconvenient, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it, right? I got to launch Skype here. Uh, there you go. Let's get this rolling here. You should be able to catch me on Skype now. I just joined. All right, so they're working on that here. Let me set this down while I continue radio. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you right now, they're attacking us all. Ron Paul getting attacked. We're getting attacked. Ashley Babbitt got murdered. (laughs) The Purge, as many commentators aptly put it, began with Donald Trump then the sitting president of the United States being banned from Twitter. So they literally shut down the president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen, at the time. Can you imagine if it could happen to the president? It can happen to me and you, right? Two days ago, Facebook now banned me, meaning Ron Paul, from communicating to my 1.2 million followers for at least 90 days. My speech crime, I shared an interview with the CEO a Pfizer who, quote, said in his own words that two of his company's COVID shots offers very limited protection, if any, against COVID-19. The so-called missing context that Facebook's fact checkers claimed justifies banning me from interacting with over a million followers is that the drug company CEO was only referring to the Omicron variant that makes up 95% of new cases in the United States. They don't even know that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. They said that at Christmas time, and they got it all wrong. Remember that? This was my, quote, second sanctioning by Facebook in just over a year. And, of course, I'm only one of thousands of voices that big tech has shut down and silenced. Earlier this month, Dr. Robert Malone, one of the foremost contributors to the mRNA vaccines technology, to which all the vaccine, current vaccines depend on, he was shut down from Twitter because he violated their, quote, disinformation policy. Also, Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene has been shut down. So uh, Rand Paul has complained of being shut down. 
Folks, it's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. I don't even know what to think about it. I just know it's it's just. Uh, Folks, the question becomes how far should we push? On one hand, I want to be very kind and gentle and careful. My nature is gentle. But ladies and gentlemen, when they get this hostile, you kind of go, uh, I don't know that I can be gentle. I don't know that I can just ignore all this, right? I don't know that I can just uh, let this go, right? When how much can you just ignore this stuff and allow it to continue? I just don't know, folks. I don't know what we can do to simplify things, right? All right, I'm connected to Skype, gentlemen. And I'm just... All right, we're going to have to try to work on that here in just a second then. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's out of control. I don't know where we go with this. But we're going to have to take things to the next level. What would that level be, you might ask? Uh, You know what? Next hour, we'll drill into this with Sheriff Richard Mack. As the Sheriff Mack Show simulcasts with Liberty Roundtable Live. We'll dig into this a little bit more. Stuart Rhodes, uh, in my opinion, another victim. It pried into his private communications. They literally breached the Signal app. Where do we go from there? What do we do, folks? What do we do about it? We can't just do nothing, can we? I think not. All right, hour one of the can, hour two coming up, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrighteonRadio.com. Spread the word, tell the tale, share the love, will you please? Live and on-demand radio at your fingertips always. Two hours a day, six days a week. Simulcast with Brighty on TV every Tuesday for the Sheriff Mac Show. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hour one of the can, two coming up. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America and good morning patriots from all across the land. This is the Sheriff Mac show and welcome to all of you. Um, it, it has been a crazy, crazy week of <laughs> not just for Biden, uh, but for a lot of us. Uh, my dear friends, uh, I just got back from North Phoenix. That would be North uh, maybe northwest Maricopa County. I live in southeast Maricopa County, Gilbert, Arizona. And we had the Awaken Tour on Friday and Saturday. That's the uh, General Flynn, Clay Clark, Reawaken Tour. Uh, it was jam-packed, uh, held in the Dream City Church. 
Uh, and I'm telling you, that was a great facility. So thank you so much for the Dream City uh, Church. It was a fantastic event. Uh, security was great. Uh, the facility was great. And the Spirit of God was great. And do, do not forget, folks, that the Spirit of Freedom is the Spirit of God. And indeed, we felt that uh, as some of the greatest speakers in the country, uh, including yours truly, thank you very much, um, some of the greatest speakers in the country were there. Now, I, I've got to tell you, there were several, uh, if not many, doctors there. Uh, now, I don't know where, I haven't talked to her yet, and we do talk often, uh, Dr. Simone Gold. Dr. Simone Gold uh, was supposed to be there, and I don't know what happened, but she wasn't there. But there were plenty of other doctors there. <clears throat> and uh, this one that I'm going to mention is not a medical doctor, but Dr. David Martin. And probably, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone uh, with a higher IQ uh, than that man. So, uh, Sam, are you with us there? No, I can't. I do not hear you yet, Sam. So we'll just uh, keep working on that. And and folks, let me tell you, Dr. David Martin really tells it like it is. And he called out somebody who usually uh, has favor in the patriot community, and that is Senator Rand Paul. And he really called him out, and he called him a traitor. Because he said, and this was in front of 2,000 uh, people that... 95, 98% would normally be on the side of Rand Paul. Um, not that day. Uh, because he said that Rand Paul has the evidence, not just, not just this uh, attack speculation. Uh, he has the evidence that Fauci uh, has taken money and is uh, on the take. Uh, with the COVID-19 vaccination. And uh, he, he's, uh, Dr. Martin is not holding back. Uh, this is the first that I heard that it go that, that it went that far. Uh, I have had some, ex uh, at least one experience, a very, uh, shall we say, not a good experience with Rand. And I'm going to tell my side of that one. Uh, the CSPOA was helping uh, for the past seven or eight years, we've been helping Amish farmers who've been attacked by the FDA, USDA, and, and other state uh, bureaucracies uh, because uh, they don't pasteurize their milk. And as you know, most Amish don't believe in using electricity to pasteurize their milk or modern technology to destroy uh, the natural enzymes and vitamins in milk. So they call that raw milk, raw cheese, raw butter. Uh, and they don't. Oh, and they taste great. Yes, yeah, Sam, you're right. Great, great to have you on. Great to be here. Great to be here with you. This uh, and Sam knows this man very well. Uh, Samuel Gerard is an Amish farmer in Kentucky where Rand Paul is the senator, or one of the two senators. And Sam Gerard uh, got charged criminally for making a salve 
yeah, S-A-L-V-E, salve, lotion, out of chickweed. Now, I never heard of chickweed before. This man had one of his sons call me, or nephew. By the way, God-given natural plant, let's be clear. Correct, yeah, it's not a controlled substance. And we could get into how... Well, it might be now if you're Sam Gerard. Yeah. <laughs> but your point's well taken, sir. Yeah, very good. So so uh, Sam and I uh, actually worked out a plan to have me go to Washington, D.C. two different times and walk the halls of Congress. And the, these, if you've never been in the, hall, the offices of the United States congressmen or senators, uh, you've really missed something. Because the hallway goes like more than an entire block. And and I golf a little bit, and I've always wanted to get in that hall and see if I could putt a ball <laughs> all the way from one end to the other without hitting the side walls. But anyway, that, that's another story. But no, every time could I go not, there, my I friend. But, but, but Sam know why? and I – say that again, Sam. You could not do that. You want to know why? Why? There's too many lobbyists in your way, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's too much corruption in the way. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I walked the halls and I visited with 85 or more, uh, and I could document th- some real stellar Republicans that you would think really would be on our side. They would be we, all over this in our minds. We would think that, right? Right. Right. Well, I met with Louis Gohmert from Texas, and all he did was keep looking at his watch, saying he had a, a weekend retreat with, with uh, the Heritage Foundation or something like that. Yeah, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But at least he met with me because most of them didn't. Uh, and then Jason Chaffetz from Utah, your uh, your former congressman, hopefully your future senator, uh, or unless there's somebody better than him to beat Mitt Romney, but, and you know how I like Mitt Romney. But we won't get into that, Sam. <laughs> so anyway, uh, ladies I and gentlemen, with- the good sheriff is a good guy. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, thanks. So I uh, and uh, I, I met with uh, my own senator or my own congressman. I met with uh, Mike Lee, uh, senator from Utah. Anyway, I went into Rand Paul's office, and uh, oh, the one that I really was disappointed in probably was the least congenial, and he had an office staff of a bunch of jerks uh, who basically told me just to get lost. And that was Sessions. Uh, Let's see, what's his first name from Alabama? He was the the AG under Trump. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. So uh, Sessions, I'm sorry that this gets a little bit convoluted, but Sessions asked me and some other sheriffs to come to his uh, office for a press release. And we met in this big room where senators get to have press releases. He was uh, attacking um, illegal immigration. <clears throat> and he justly, said- Justly so. Yeah, of course. And I was, to- I, I called a bunch of sheriffs and we had about uh, 30 sheriffs there to meet with him, uh, Bunny Welsh and, and, and uh, Jeff Christopher, and, uh, you know, there was a bunch a of our bunch normal... of stand up elected constitutional sheriffs at the time. Yeah. Some of them were very, very uh, top notch. Sam Page and a few. Other... Anyway, 
these sheriffs from across the country that we helped get there and we actually helped pay their way. Um, we stood next to Senator Sessions and uh, supported him in his attack on illegal immigration. And this was back under uh, the Obama administration, the last years of, of the Obama administration. So when I went into his office, I reminded his people that I actually helped organize and arrange for sheriffs to be there to support Sessions. They couldn't have cared less. Uh, they were very rude to me. And so finally, I just asked them, are you guys just telling me to get out of here? Are you kicking me out of here? And they completely ignored me completely ignored me. And I says, well, I said, I guess I know now the, the true character of Jeff Sessions, uh, unless you guys are misrepresenting him here today. So, and they ignored me on that too. Uh, and, and these people know that they're pretty much untouchable. Uh, and, and that's just how they act. And that, by the way, though, this just shows, Sheriff, and we'll get into this in the next half hour too, as this uh, TV broadcast cast and simulcast on Liberty Roundtable Live Radio continues. You know, this is where we do not have any redress of grievance left. Your First no. Amendment is absolutely, completely destroyed. You don't have free speech because Facebook, Twitter, and the like will shut down even the President of the United States. You don't have your First Amendment rights to peacefully assemble because, hey, agitators backed by government provocateurs will run it off the rails and blame it on you, a.k.a. January the 6th. So you don't have the right to peacefully assemble. You don't have the right to your free speech. You don't have the right to the freedom of the press uh, either unless you build your own servers and everything else to host it all. You don't have your personal right to your religion because COVID will shut you down. You've literally still got lawsuits about individuals that were in their cars listening to a radio broadcast. They're still uh, in trouble over having church literally over a year ago. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have any of your First Amendment rights available, and this is just proof that you don't have the right to even push for a redress of grievance either, a.k.a. No. the courts uh, yeah. with the election scandals won't even entertain your discussion, uh, all the way to now congressmen and senators literally turning away Sheriff Richard Mack, a man who beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court, a man who should understand constitutionality, but they don't even give him the time of day. Sheriff? No, and, and and some of them gave me the time of day, but they they didn't help at all. Like Jason Chaffetz, I sat which down. Which means with him they really with... didn't give you the time of day, though. In, in reality, no, they feigned. Yeah, well, they gave they me some of their the time, time of the day, but, but it was it, I, I don't even know why they uh, some of them like Louis Gohmert or Jason Chaffetz. I don't even know why they sat down with me. I'll tell you why. Are you ready? Yeah. So that later down the road, like right now, you'll say, "Well, they at least listened to you." Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Because they know full well they don't want you to be able to yeah, attack them. That way, it. they're better than the other guy, right? The other guy wouldn't even sit down with you, but Louis will. But yeah, the bottom line yeah. is, in the end of the day, what got done? And the answer? Nothing. Crickets. Nothing. 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 So anyway, I wanted, I wanted to explain to everybody uh, Rand Paul. Because... And, and so before you finish that, I don't mean to digress, but I, I'm trying to put this all in context so people understand our next half right. hour. And so people understand, really, what are we to do? is the incredible question asked by Ammon Bundy that I want to reiterate here. What are we to do when Sheriff Richard Mack, a man who beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court, literally goes and talks to 85-plus congressmen and senators and gets zero, zero response to even look into the concerns that he has? Where yeah. are we in America today? Yeah, and, the, and I was really disappointed with Mike Lee. Uh, you know, he he talks really sweet and and he knows the Constitution as well as anybody in this country. 
Yes, he uh, does. And he and and yet he did not care that an innocent Amish farmer, the most vulnerable probably in our entire society, easy pickings and easy targets for bureaucrats because they cooperate all the time. They're very submissive. And and now so let's sorry to interrupt. Let's be very clear though. When we say he did not care, he might have cared in his heart, ladies and gentlemen. He okay. might be a good, honest, feeling person, but what that he did cares. not do is take any action to make his care matter. Yeah. And the reason that we bring this up is either one, he didn't care enough, or two, he knows he'll get nowhere. Neither yeah, are but, very but, comforting. But at the time when, when Sam Gerard finally went to prison, he, he got a, arrested and attacked under the Obama administration. And that's what I kept trying to point out to them. I said, this is leftovers from Obama. Why aren't we doing something? Mike Lee could have asked the president, Donald Trump, for a pardon for this man. Rand Paul, his senator, could have asked uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump, for a pardon for this man. Nobody did that. Nobody. I even was with uh, yeah, they, Sheriff, what if they know the IRS will be all over them? What if they know that by doing that, it will absolutely get them shut down? Now, I'm not saying that they have defense for that. I'm saying if, the, you know, we don't know how tyrannical our government's really become. Then go after the IRS and abolish them like they, we should have done all along. They Amen, shouldn't. But you'll end up like Jim Hansen of Idaho, who literally got right. his body destroyed, got kicked out of Congress, ruined his life. Right when he was about to die, he got a little stipend from the government admitting they were wrong. But they ruined his whole life over it. Yeah, I remember that case very vividly. So anyway, on as far as finishing up with Rand Paul here, I uh, was talking with his chief of staff, the, his head guy, his right-hand man, and uh, he acted like they wanted to do something, and he said, oh, yes, I'm going to make sure this gets to it. I actually talked at the same time to Ron Paul about getting together with his son and trying to get this man help because – Sam Gerard got a six-year federal sentence. And the reason the judge, I went there, uh, Chris Ann Hall was with me and a bunch of people. The, the courtroom was packed. Uh, and there was a lot of Amish people there as well. And the judge, Danny Reeves, uh, what a thug he is. And he said that Sam Gerard was getting six years in prison because he showed no remorse. Um, he was obstinate. And he didn't get permission from the FDA uh, to make this salve. And so for those three things, none of which are criminal, uh, he gave him six years in federal prison. And so I was still trying when Kelly Ward was running for United States Senate out here in, in Arizona. She got Rand Paul to come out here and do a fundraiser for her. And I went to his speech when he spoke. And then I think it was Kelly Ward's home. Anyway, it was one of her supporters home or hers. And Rand was there shaking hands and, you know, trying to raise money. And I paid the $250 uh, to go to this dinner uh, for, for Kelly Ward. And so I, I had a moment. To and hold on. Basically. And you did it because you wanted the chance to speak to these people. There's no Correct. other way to I get to, to them. Yes. Let's be very clear. There's no other way to get to them if you don't do these right. kind of things. So we did this as a test to see what we could get done, right? Correct. And okay. I, I talked with Kelly Ward's uh, campaign manager, who I knew, 
I, I knew who he was and I'd met him before. And I told him about this. I told Kelly Ward about this. Uh, and I told Rand Paul face to face. And uh, he did not know who I was. Uh, I know his dad very well. Uh, which, which let me just stop you there, though. How on earth do you not know who Sheriff Richard Mack is when you're a senator, when your dad knows you well, when mm -hmm. you beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court to not even know, uh, at least have heard of your story or understand, is insane in America. Yeah, well, well, I didn't go into my full story with him, but, you know, I was wearing a name tag that Sheriff Mack and and uh, but he didn't know who it was. I, I, I'm just saying, if you're a senator and you don't know I, about the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in America, there's well, something wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Too, Let me just you know, be clear about busy. that. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but anyway, so I talked to him about Sam Gerard, and I said, this man should not be in prison. If we're going to ever do prison reform, we need to stop sending innocent people to prison. This man has no business whatsoever being in prison. I'll admit that he was obstinate. That's not a criminal offense. I'll admit that he wasn't remorseful because he said, and I agree with him, he never did anything wrong. And so this man uh, served four years. And uh, even if you say he did something wrong, the problem is the sentence doesn't match the crime either. So yeah. you use chickweed and you made a lotion and the government doesn't like it. Okay, we slap you on, on the hand and say you better not uh, continue to sell this stuff or whatever. But right. they literally put him in prison for six years. Murderers and rapists like Bill Clinton get off with zero time. Right. Yeah. So Rand never did anything for this man. Uh, none of the other congressmen, my own congressman, no. Um, my my congressman said, he, uh, Andy Biggs, he uh, said he looked it up and it looked like that he got due process. Uh, due process from an out of control a thug of a judge and this judge of course tells the jury he had a jury and he tells the jury what they have to do and they did it and and so uh i was appalled by the whole thing uh and and no one would help uh ron paul i asked him i said can you please get with your son and try to get something done here and he said oh yeah Rand talked to me about this so that's about the the extent of what they did and so when dr martin Went after Rand Paul. Uh, didn't bother me one iota. Uh, and I told other people this. I would probably, if, if Rand Paul was running for president, I would probably vote for him. Again, I've done it before. Uh, just because uh, I believe that he has a strong stand on some of the constitutional issues. That at least he talks about uh, the right thing there. Uh, but Because I, I don't know of any other candidate that would actually be able to uh, make headway in Washington, D.C., which, again, shows my total feelings about Washington, D.C., and this proves it, my experience going there twice and walking the halls of Congress and justice and all that, it was uh, a complete and utter reinforcement of my belief that Washington, D.C. is hopeless. It is so utterly corrupt that, that even the supposedly the good people won't do anything uh, for justice and truth and for innocent people who have been put in prison that the American people have to pay for and why uh, uh, why they think that uh, the American people should pay for this man to be in prison when he never committed a crime. It, uh, regulatory problem, yes. But, you know, 
The federal government has no regulatory authority except for interstate commerce. That's it. And this is not interstate commerce. Uh, he, yeah. Yeah, he was sending stuff all over the country and world because people loved his sad. That's not what I'm talking about here. Because when he made that and he didn't get their permission, had nothing to do with interstate commerce. And these people are so out of control, they don't have enough to do. And so they have to go after these innocent Amish farmers. And you know as well as I do, Sam, that I've helped a lot of them with other issues, which is every time it's either um, raw milk, uh, which usually the state agencies do that. And these SWAT teams that go into these food co-ops of Amish farmers, they go in there and destroy all their food and, and raw milk and raw cheese and yogurt and all that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm so fed up with this, Sam, that we're going to talk about this a little bit or, or quite a bit second half of the show. And that is how uh, bureaucrats and FBI and other agencies, state and federal and sometimes local, are just so out of control and are enforcing orders and, and rules instead of enforcing the law. Uh, and the law, of course, that I'm talking about is the supreme law of the land. Our Constitution is the bulwark of our uh, foundation, uh, and it is the rule book for all of us. And yet, government claims it doesn't have to follow the rule book, and, and very rarely do they. The First so, Amendment is on the ropes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What are we to do? poignant question at hand you look at an Amish farmer an old man people as could be making a lotion of salve literally going to prison for six years all attempts literally talking to hundreds of congressmen and senators uh, and talking to uh, all kinds of people at every level from the state to the federal level to do something about this Richard Mack just chronicled his story but remember behind the scenes were several people like me who literally called and called and called and called different people to try to do something here too, literally to no avail. Steve Stockman, another one, literally, uh, you're not supposed to have double jeopardy, but they literally tried to get him in prison and they failed, they failed, they failed. They over time got different people to turn against him to save their own skins. And lo and behold, he went to triple prison. quadruple jeopardy. He went to prison. Right. George Hansen, as I mentioned regarding the IRS, literally tried to rein in the IRS and literally, they ruined his life. They crippled his body. They literally destroyed him uh, over he this, went to prison. Sheriff. He and went, he to, went prison. to prison. And at the end of yeah. the day, though, when he was about to pass away, an old man, they finally admitted, well, he's right, and they rewarded him a small stipend. The public barbecuing of George Hansen back in the day uh, was brutal and public. The recant and the apology and the money that they handed out later was done as a quiet affair. I tracked this and interviewed George Hansen over and over and over. Uh, and chronicled the whole story back in the day. I'm telling you right now, th there is no redress of grievance. Your First Amendment's on the ropes yeah. uh, and a whole lot more. But what are we to do, asks Ammon Bundy, the incredible question. And I repeat this question because what can we do? How far can we go? We try to go to the Capitol and have a re redress of grievance by saying Congress look into vote fraud. They literally stage and create an insurrection event, blame it on everyone. They don't do their due diligence to look into the vote fraud. They just skip over it. Yeah. 
yeah, we can go totally. on and on and on with the problem with the redress of grievances that we're all experiencing, ladies and gentlemen. On and on. Yep. Well, uh, we're coming up to a, a pretty hard break here, Sam, but I'm really glad you got back on the show. And and when we get back, I want to talk about the th- uh, three medical doctors uh, and, and what they have in common. Three medical doctors who are standing for freedom and against all the nonsense. Sam Coins and Precious Metals. Mike Adams of NaturalNews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down. Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane, because people panic. And this is one thing that... I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade, people will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike. Every time there is a crisis, people want these. And ladies and gentlemen, they've created such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're going to be able to communicate. And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower. It's talking to satellites, you know, orbiting uh, over the equator. So sat123.com, folks. your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. The Kelly. Brighteon.tv radio live and on demand available now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sheriff Mac show continues. The good sheriff was mentioning right before the pause. Hey, you know what? There's three doctors. What do they have in common, Sheriff? Well, I'll even give you their names. How's that? Love it. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Dr. Rashid Batar. Dr. Simone Gold. I get it. They're all frontline doctors, number one. Frontline doctors. Uh, and I'm not sure uh, Sherry Tenpenny is actually a member of the organization of frontline doctors, but I'm telling you what, she's a frontline doctor, big time. Amen. Sure. Uh, uh, she has she has really made some 
serious accusations uh, against uh, the federal government and against other doctors and against the vaccination and the subterfuge behind the vaccination. Um, but I will tell you also what all three have in common besides standing strong against the propaganda and brainwashing of our CDC, Fauci, uh, and uh, Biden, and many, many others that are doing this, the media. Uh, all three have been shut down uh, by the some of the mainstream uh, media. Uh, Dr. Batar has been on CNN challenging many of their uh, uh, anchors. Uh, and so he, he has really... Uh, done a great job. Dr. Simone Gold has done a great job. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. All three of these people are friends of mine, and all three of them totally support and even have uh, donated to the CSPOA. Folks, I say that because I'm wondering why numerous others haven't. I'm wondering why um, the people, all the people, that were at this conference we just did and didn't join the CSPOA. The, it, the information at that, uh, that was shared at that uh, rally uh, and the reawaken tour uh, was phenomenal. But there was one specific and amazing solution talked about, and that was the CSPOA solution. Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association promotes a peaceful and effective and immediate solution to what is going on. To have a constitutional sheriff in your county that will defend you and protect you from the onslaught of this Shinola that's being shoved down our throats with the vaccination, mass, and social distancing, you know, it, it it's it's overwhelming, but these three are standing firm and these three medical doctors standing against this propaganda are all big time supporters of CSPOA. In fact, Dr. Batar talked about the CSPOA, talked about in his speech to everyone, talked about the effectiveness of CSPOA and he urged everyone to get involved with this and to make sure that we have the solution going these are medical doctors standing for liberty, putting their lives on the line for this. And all three of them are total supporters of this. And as a matter of fact, uh, the frontline doctors asked me to be on their board of directors. They know we have the solution. And folks, CSPOA isn't the important thing here. The important thing is your sheriff becoming a part of standing for liberty. The, the real takeaway. The real takeaway, Sheriff, is the solutions that we bring to the table. Frontline doctors bring solutions in terms of telling what the real science, Dr. Robert Malone and others telling what the real science points to, that is a solution. Telling you that off-government-approved solutions are the real answer to get over COVID, that is the solution. Now the same thing with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Become a member today. Uh, but the, the, the solution saying, look, sheriffs can stand in the gap. Sheriffs can protect their citizens. Citizens can back their constitutional, law-abiding, peace officer, 
oath-keeping sheriffs, and we can work together for solutions, and we can kick the federal government out of the counties. We can stand together for liberty. Sheriff Mack won the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in America over this very fact. These are solutions. That's the key. Being rock stars or whatever, that doesn't matter. What matters is the solutions brought to the table and real ways to solve problems using the checks and balances that made America great, Sheriff. Yeah, that's it. And and uh, folks, uh, the only way we get funded is through you. Uh, we don't ask the sheriffs to fund us. We ask we the people. The first three words of the Constitution, we the people. This is your solution. This is your country. Uh, this is the threat against you. What's going on in our country and in, in the world uh, today. And I actually got interviewed while I was there, Sam, by a reporter from Australia. And he is so distraught and so upset about the destruction of liberty in Australia. Uh, and we had to talk about that. And it was one. Of, it was probably my favorite interview. Uh, his name was Scott, real good guy. We've become uh, very good friends very fast. And Sam, uh, how can churches and civic organizations and so-called leaders look at what's going on in Australia and and say nothing and say, well, you know, that's what we should be doing. Uh, You know, it's really too bad people don't go along. It's really bad, too bad that people don't conform. Um, You know, it's worse than sad what's going on. Uh, And for and for these types of organizations, Churches throughout the world and churches throughout America that uh, don't jump on board uh, the freedom train to help people who are being so abused and oppressed by uh, governments across the world. Uh, Canada and and Australia arresting ministers right and left. Uh, What comes to mind for me is restoring the black robed regiment. You know, we need a great revival in America today, ladies and gentlemen. And that was the key then. And it's one of the keys now. The, the Black Robe Regiment was at this meeting, and I've been in touch with them, and they're working with us. They totally agree. Black Robe Regiment totally agree with the CSPOA solution, and they're after it. And and I don't want to promote CSPOA as much as I want to promote constitutional sheriffs, sheriffs just standing and doing uh, what they're supposed to be doing to defend uh, their people. CSPOA is an organization. The CSPOA organization, though, it has a mission, and that mission is for we, the people in the CSPOA, to yeah. provide a service to all elected officials to help train, to help guide, to help support, to help them understand their oaths of office, to provide constitutional guidance and direction, and a community of people that work together keeping their oaths of office. The CSPOA is a very unique organization like no other. We seek to provide a service to all those whom we elect. Not only will we elect you, but then we'll hold you accountable and we'll help you with the tools and the support that you need to be effective and successful in your service position that we elected you to. You have our consent if you keep the contract, if you will. And that's really who we are, Sheriff. It is, and, and it won't work without we the people being part of this. Your sheriff works for you. He answers only to you. You're his only boss. You have to know what he's supposed to be doing. And having a relationship with him is vital. Uh, getting on his posse is vital. And joining the CSPOA posse at CSPOA.org, that's all for you. 
That's all for the people of this country. Become a member, and every Tuesday morning, right after this show, about two hours after this show, I do a weekly webinar where you can ask questions and get involved in what we are doing. We hope that you will join us. That is what makes us bigger, better, and faster, and we need that right now. This is your solution. This is your organization. This is your your solution for what's going on in, in the world today. We can stop it. We already have proof that this solution is working. We just need to make it bigger and better and faster. And that's where you come in. And so please go to CSPOA.org, CSPOA.org, and become a member of the Posse. That will automatically get you on the uh, uh, list so that we will send you the notices of our weekly webinar where you're on with me and we help train you in what you can be doing in your area. And and so I, I know, Sam, we had a lot of other things to talk about, but this was a big thing at this conference. And then uh, a good posse member of ours uh, did a fundraiser Sunday for the CSPOA, and I flew out to Houston for that. And so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I put in a 16-hour day each on each of those days. Uh, I am tired. I'd really like to catch up on my sleep. And and I'll tell you, I don't know why traveling gets you so tired, uh, but it really does. And and yes, whether you're does. in a car or a plane, it hey, does. Hey, Sheriff, did, mm-hmm. did the Japanese reporter have an interview with you as well? Uh, yes, that, that was really neat. We should tell about that. That we're in, The international implications of this are incredible. Uh, we just yeah. talked about Australia, but now ja- a Japanese reporter uh, with an incredible large Japanese newspaper uh, yeah. got to sit down with the sheriff as well. How'd that go? That really good. He was very respectful, and he really a- asked the good questions. Uh, he didn't seem to be uh, trying to grind an axe about anything. He didn't seem to have an agenda. Uh, he asked me questions, and he really seemed uh, legitimate. Because uh, I talked and, to him, and I talked to him at first and vetted him, and I was convinced he was genuinely for real. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I he obviously he can slant us any way he wants. Uh, just like uh, the Washington Post always does. Uh, I, I say, and that brings up another thing. I have been interviewed by the Washington Post the last year, since January 6 of 2021, um, or was it 2020? No, 2020. 2021. No, it's 21. Okay. Uh, five times, and by four different reporters, four different reporters from the Washington Post have interviewed me. Most of them were a hat job. And most recently by some lady professor at Georgetown University. She said, I want to call Georgetown University and say, so if she's using your name as her credibility, uh, do I get to sue you for slander? Uh, And is it okay with you that she lies about me? Because here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Not only have they uh, interviewed the sheriff many times, but they've been in our conferences. We've let them into our conferences and everything else yeah. to report on it and everything. They know the truth about the peaceful solution we teach about. They know that we've rejected going into the Mount Hare Wildlife Refuge because we issued a press release about this. They know that at every turn we've turned away from violence and towards peaceful solutions. They know that we're all about training and educating to the, to the Constitution. They know the truth. But yet 
they continue to report with an axe to grind. They continue to report dishonest views. For example, they say, you know, hey, Sheriff Richard Mack believes the sheriff's a king and doesn't have to obey any laws. Yeah, that's an absolute, complete lie. We don't teach that at all. No. We teach coordination between the federal government and the local level. We teach checks and balances across vertical and horizontal using the Constitution as our guide. Uh, Any inference that we think that the sheriff is a king is a lie. Now, to think that the sheriff is living beneath his station, that he has more authority than he realizes, and he can truly protect Americans and demand due process, absolutely. That that's a far far cry from the dishonest, manipulative truth they continue to write about. And the thing is, they know the difference, Sheriff. They really do. Yeah, and you know they they lie also uh, that um, I'm a white supremacist or. Well, maybe I'm not, but I surround myself with those people. So I see. A- absolutely ridiculous. Why supremacists and, like blind people that don't even know what race you are, correct? Those yeah, kind of people? <laughs> I know. And so, but, but they call me racist. Uh, they call me a white supremacist. Uh, and those are so totally foreign to my nature. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, and, and nor can they ever point to anything that I've ever said that was racist. Uh, or that back white supremacy in any way. Uh, I, I'm really shocked, though, that they just, as you said, we've tried to be friendly with them. Uh, they wanted to do a story about me, and I said, why don't you come to our conference and you can see for yourself uh, what our mission is, what our goals are, and uh, they did. They came. Two reporters from WAPO came to our conference last uh, February, in the Woodlands, Texas. And then and, I politely and, offered to interview them, and they said, no way, Jose. No, they don't want to. <laughs> they don't want to be put on the spot. <laughs> I'd uh, actually be polite to them. I'd really try to understand what drives them and why they're doing what they're doing, even though they know the truth uh, about who we are. Let me give you a quick racial story to tell the tale. One of the things we do for fun with my children <clears throat> is whenever I meet somebody or talk to somebody or something like that, then they say, Dad, what race do you think these people were? And so these two guys come over to my house to fix my heater. And uh, I said, one guy sounded black and the other guy sounded like he was a Mexican. And then my kids go, no, actually, they were both black. I said, oh, "Oh, okay. Well, both of them did a great job working on my heater. They got my house warm and I was really happy. Uh, But anyway, (laughs) it just goes to show that, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way that I can even know. Right. But yet they want to say, hey, I must be one of the people surrounding you that's a racist. These people are just unhinged. They're crazy. And their narrative just falls apart every time. But here's the deal, Sheriff. When the press is backed by CIA money, when they've got endless money via your government, there's no end to the lies they can tell, and there's no accountability that we can create at all. What are we going to do? No. And and that kind of segues us into uh, another point. And I know we don't have much time left, but I've been interviewed by – since January 6th of 2021, I've been interviewed by 60 Minutes. Of course, I guess that's CBS News. 60 Minutes people wanted me on 60 Minutes uh, to badmouth Stuart Rhodes. Uh, first, all of these agencies, Wall Street Journal, uh, Washington Post, 60 Minutes, and I think CNN called me. Uh, I got rid of them real quick. Uh, because if there's nothing subversive there, they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to do a story about me. So they'll make it up. 
but those were all calling me about my involvement, my involvement with the January 6th um, trespass into the U.S. Capitol. And they, they uh, many of them would not believe me that I did not go. Many of them would not believe me that I told people not to go, and I announced that. Hey, on hey, hold radio. on a minute. What do you mean we have that all over radio and TV and everything else that you said not yeah. to go, and you yeah. also weren't there? How can they suggest not believe you? Well, they wanted what me you to do, send, create an alibi. They wanted me to send them the proof that I actually had said it not to go. So first of all, I finally convinced everybody of these idiot reporters <coughs> that I uh, did not go. And it would really be easy to check, you know, airline records and, and a few other things that if I was there, a hotel room, or somebody would have seen me and I would have had pictures. Hold on a minute. They really think you, you're you lying and you really went? Yeah, at first they did, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, I, I said, look, I don't owe you anything. I'm telling you the truth. What you do with it is up to you. I'm not going to go back to all these records and try to prove to you uh, all this, all this stuff. I'm just telling you what happened. If you don't like it, uh, then you, you're going to print what you want anyway. Uh, and so uh, this was all about, uh, me being partly in charge of what happened on January 6th. Then they went from me to Stuart Rhodes. They said, well, uh, you're part of both keepers. I said, no, I used to be, but I quit them six years ago. Six years ago, I quit the Oath Keeper. Why did you quit? Because, oh, well, they wanted me to really go after Stuart. And I said, Stuart is a good man. Uh, we've worked together for quite a bit, but he's taking Oath Keepers in a direction that CSPOA cannot go. And, uh, you know, he, he would, they started providing security. They wanted to provide security for Trump at the RNC, uh, Republican National Convention. And they provided security and they had Oath Keeper members standing on rooftops at Ferguson, Missouri during the riots. And they went to some other riots. And I said, Stuart, I said, if that's what you guys want to do, it's not illegal, but it's not in line with the CSPOA and what our bylaws are and what our purpose is, what our goals are. And I can't personally get in any situation where uh, violence occurs. Uh, and so I, I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm resigning. I never, I never badmouth Stewart out in, in public. Uh, I don't agree with uh, a lot of things uh, that he, he has said and done, but I've never said ever that it was dishonest or, or that he wasn't a, a good person. And that's what everybody wanted, especially uh, 60 Minutes. And Sam, I've always wanted to be on 60 Minutes, but I wanted it to be because of what I have done. And instead, they just wanted me to get up there and, and badmouth Stuart Rhodes and say why I left and, and all these horrible things that they've heard that he's done, and they wanted me to confirm those. And I, and, and I talked to you about whether or not I should go on with them. And you advised me not to. My wife advised me not to. In fact, she said, you're not doing it, you know, in her no normal command form. Yeah, she, she has a little more influence over the sheriff than I do. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the reason I said not to is because, look, it's either going to be a short interview manipulated out yeah. or they're not going to listen to you. The bottom line is, hey, you left uh, Oath Keepers. You're still friends to this day with Stuart. I'm friends with Stuart. 
Uh, I don't believe the propaganda we're getting from the mainstream press in bed with government about Stewart. And I'm telling you right now, Stuart Rhodes is innocent until proven guilty. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let them take that to the platform of the of the societal barbecue before you ever get done thing. Okay. How did the New York Times release the story so quickly after Stuart got arrested? Because it's the CIA-driven media. That's how. Oh, yeah, all I'm telling you is I'm not going to attack Stuart Rhodes. I'm going to tell you he's innocent until proven guilty. I don't know whether he did or what he didn't do or whatever. I just know yeah. I'm not trusting the government, uh, yeah. the mainstream press at all on this. And I know this, Stuart, in all my interactions with him, he's been an upstanding guy. All of them. Yeah, and and uh, I just – boy, I mean all of the press. And like I said, New York Times also called me on that. Boy, they were after blood. And these these – Wolves uh, were just ravenous about finding anything that they, they could hang their hat on. And me going on with them was a, a lose-lose situation. And I, I talk to all the press, as you know. I won't turn anybody down. I will talk to them. But sometimes you just have to draw the line. Ladies and gentlemen, we have disagreed with Stuart Rhodes on occasion. We've disagreed with Ammon Bundy on occasion. We've disagreed with a lot of people on occasion at the CSPOA. But you know what? At the end of the day, we have every right to our views, and they have the right to their views, but we can still think they're wonderful people advocating for the sacred cause of liberty. Thank you for watching the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast you, the Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you, good Sheriff, CSPOA.org. Become a member today, and God bless the great USA. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, only a couple minutes left, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live as the format doesn't quite match the TV show. The TV show, thanks for your understanding on that. We're doing the very best we can. We've got uh, limited staff. So at the end of the last hour, I've got to try to connect with Skype for the next hour. Uh, and sometimes things just don't work out great. I got a new computer. And then I'm actually very capable as an engineer to work on this stuff. But it's very hard to work on it while you're trying to talk and do radio, right? That's kind of the problem. And so things are a little bit of a glitch from time to time, and we're doing the very best we can. If you all want to solve the problem, go ahead and put enough money in for us to get enough staff. Uh, you know, if I had multiple computers in here and everything else, I could have a staff member working on the computer, getting that all online and connected while I'm on your radio, and then they could just pop the camera on me, and I could go live, and it would be phenomenal. But you know what? We just don't have that many staff members. We're running radio and TV at the same time. We've got Liberty News Radio, LovingLiberty.net, Loving Liberty Radio Networks, We've got Brighty on radio. We've got Brighty on TV going on. We've got a lot of stuff 
uh, to distribute to to tell a tale of freedom, folks. And so it's kind of crazy. It really is. But the good news is we're doing our very best. And the good news is we're getting out tremendous news and information. Mike Lindell being attacked. Mike Lindell says one of the largest banks is moving to dump the nine businesses and charities that he has founded in the wake of his success of, with my pillow. <clears throat> in my opinion, great stuff. Our First Amendment is on the ropes. What are we to do? Stuart Rhodes is innocent until proven guilty. You know, there's so much going on, right? There really is. Uh, and, you know, we talked about Ron Paul and Rand Paul and the experiences that Sheriff Mack had going to all these congressmen and senators to work on prison reform. They talk a lot about prison reform. reform. But the only people that get out of it Kim Kardashian goes to Donald Trump and uh, gets out a few of her friends, a few criminals, a few rappers, gangsters, you know, gangbangers, whatever. The real people that need to be freed, the real political prisoners, rot. And there's nothing we can do about it. Ask Steve Stockman, if you don't believe me. Ask folks like George Hansen back in the day. Well, he's dead. You can't ask him. <laughs> All I'm telling you is this is what we're talking about. Political prisoners everywhere. We're going to defend the innocent to the best of our ability. But the real criminals are running around free, ladies and gentlemen. Our government has become literally rogue agents to the point of the rogue has greater control of the government than the good guys do at this point. Pray hard. Work hard. Turn to God. Teach your family to do the same. God, family, and country. Life, liberty, property. That's where the solutions are found, ladies and gentlemen, not in Washington, D.C. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net, BrideyOnRadio.com. Spread the word. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. 